listening to the Embassy Church Podcast. And here is today's message. Well, I know the time, and so I am going to... I don't have a really long message, but I do have something that I um, want to bring to you. And it's in Joshua 3. And we're going to be in Joshua probably for the next couple of weeks, but I believe this is a word for the time that we're in right now. And I think it's important. So I'll start in Joshua 3, verse 1. And of course, Joshua 1 and 2, Moses dies. And Joshua takes over for Moses to lead the people into the promised land. And so there's some things God shows up and he tells uh, Moses, you know, or excuse me, he tells Joshua, do not be discouraged, uh, be of good courage, be strong. And so then we get to this place of Joshua 3. Verse 1, it says this, Early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. And as I was reading this, two things jumped out at me. One was, they camped before, they, before the crossing. And I, I felt like we were at this place, the camping before the crossing. And then they show up to give some instruction to the people. Listen, you're about to move forward. You're about to go somewhere. And so there is some instruction that I have to give to you. And I felt like the Lord say, this is the place that we're at. We have some instructions as you're about to move forward. Then it goes on and says, When the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God move out from the positions, move out from your positions and follow them. This is one of the instructions. Move out from your positions and follow them. The Ark of the Covenant was the presence of the Lord. Today it symbolizes, it symbolizes that, the presence of the Lord. And so I felt like the Lord saying that Watch closely the presence of the Lord. And now I know, I, I know that that's something that we do. We say, you know, like, I, I, I'm after the presence of the Lord. But I felt, as I was reading this, a impression of even stronger, listen, watch the presence of the Lord. Moses said, if, if we go out from this place, if your presence doesn't go with me, I don't want to go. That these would be days where we would be, I, I need the presence of the Lord. There have been decisions that I have made in the past where I didn't consult the presence of the Lord. And I made them in my own understanding and in what I thought was wise and, and didn't feel like it was needed that I really consult the presence of the Lord. And by the grace of God, by the grace of God, he sustained me in those seasons. But I felt like the Lord say, this is not that season. That there are some defining things in our lives, defining times, defining decisions in our life where we must draw back and go to the presence of the Lord and, and seek him and consult with him about everything in these days. 
In fact, there is a shift that is taking place in our intimate times with God. Then it goes on and says, sorry, I just wanted to uh, mention this as well. The Ark of the Covenant, it represents the presence of God, but within the Ark of the Covenant was this. There were the Ten Commandments, which represents the instruction of the Lord. There was manna in there, which represents the provision of God. And then there was the rod of Aaron, which represents the power of God. And I felt that that was significant even for us, of the consulting of the presence of God, consulting God, watching God. What are you saying? What are you doing in this moment? Because in that place of following that is the instruction of the Lord, is the provision of the Lord. And is the power of God. So you need to be looking at that. Then it goes on to say, When you see Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. And I heard the Lord say that there is a repositioning that's taking place. That for some of us, it might be that you're actually physically moving, or it might be that you were in one position and you're moving from another position, or that there is a restructuring that's taking place within your own life of what you thought position was, and he's moving you from one place to another. But I heard him say there's a repositioning that's taking place. And he says, when you move out from your positions and follow them, and I heard the word of the Lord say, move. When I am repositioning you, move. Don't try to hold the position that you once had, move. In the Message Bible, it says, start moving and follow. And what were they following? They were following the Spirit of God. Start moving and follow. When I say it's time for you to move, start moving and follow. God is causing things to be moved around for his glory. And so at the start of it said, they were there camping, but they didn't stay camping. They were getting ready to move. So get ready for the repositioning that's about to take place. Maybe you're going to get another job. I don't know what it is, but there is a repositioning that's taking place. And then in verse 4, it says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about a half a mile behind them, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. What jumped out at me here was, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. That there is a new territory that you're beginning to take over. And this is, this is the crazy thing is that there are some people like, I didn't even see this coming. I didn't even know this was going to happen. And the Lord says, you didn't know that it was going to happen because I didn't want you to get ahead and begin to plan it your own way. So I never let you know that it was going to happen so that when it did happen, you would then look to me and get on your face and follow me. What happens so many times when we do know something, you know, you get a prophetic word. Anybody ever had a prophetic word over their life and you begin to make sense of it? Okay, well, this is how God's going to work and this is how it's going to happen. And then we end up either getting disappointed, right, when it doesn't happen the way we thought. 
And the Lord says that the repositioning is taking place. And you've never traveled this way before, not physically, but you've never traveled this way even before in your own heart because I wanted to be the one that you look to. And then in verse 5, it says, Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. The word purify means to get ready, to prepare yourself, to set apart, and to devote. To get ready. We talked about that just as we were going into summer that the Lord was saying, get ready. And this is part of the getting ready to purify yourself, to devote yourself. To devote yourself is to give your yes to the Lord, that whatever he says, I, I, I want this from you, I want you to do this, I want you to lay this on the altar, that there would be a defining yes in you that says, I am devoting what you say, what you want in this moment, God, that I am devoting it to you. The fear of the Lord is when you give your yes that no matter what else is going around me, no matter what else happens, I am saying yes to you and I am following after you. And the Lord says, purify yourself today for tomorrow there is great and mighty things that are about to happen. And I heard him say this over our own lives, purify yourself, get ready for what's about to happen for tomorrow there is many things, many great and wonderful things that will happen, but you must purify yourself today. When I was away in Toronto, I was gone last week just for a couple of days, and we went and saw um, a prophet from um, Scotland, and she was talking about the fear of God, and she was talking, excuse me, the fire of God, and she was talking about this being the days of the fire of God. And a lot of times we're like, oh God, you're fire, yes, but fire is hot, and fire burns. And, and when, when, when they used to purify gold, they would put it in fire to burn out the impurities, to burn out the things. And that's exactly what's happening in these moments where the Lord says, purify yourself, let the fire of God burn. These are, I'm, I have just some notes that she wrote because I, I wanted to say it like she said it. That we are going through a fire process. God is setting the church to be burned by fire for the purifying of his church. There will be a deep wrestling within yourself. I don't know if you've had that, but I have had that, that there's a wrestling on the inside of me of this can't stay this way, this must change, and I, and I feel it's the fire of God. Burning, he is burning the image of yourself. He is burning the call on your life where it has become misaligned. He is burning what you thought you were, where you thought you were going, and who you thought you were going with. It's a disruptive burning, and you will grieve. And you will grieve. But it is all for the glory of God. And it is all because of his goodness. And she said this, a fiery disciple of God, one that is burning, will sometimes feel like you are not moving at all. I'm not getting any closer to God, but in fact, a fiery disciple is moving towards God. So he says, purify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you.
It's getting ready for what God's about to do. Then verse 6, six says, In the morning Joshua said to the priests, Lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and they went ahead of the people. And the Lord told Joshua, Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. And the word that jumped out at me in that verse was, Today I will begin. And I thought that was really interesting because actually um, that we're even talking about this today, but today is our church's 34th anniversary, which we have cupcakes and stuff ready for you after. So we will celebrate it. But today is the 34th anniversary of the church. And the verse says, today I will begin. And I felt like the Lord say that thou is beginning something. I am beginning something new. Today I am beginning something new in you. And he says, I was with you back then. Remember, I was with you 34 years ago as you started. And I am with you today. Don't forget that. But today there is a beginning of something new in us, in this church. There is beginning something. And he says, I, I am with you just as I was back then. And then in verse 8, it says, Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. And so Joshua told the Israelites, Come. And listen to what the Lord your God says today. You will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, <laughs> and a bunch of other ites, Jebusites ahead of you. It says, we can look at that and we can say there's a lot of demonic activity going on. There is a lot of war. There's a lot of things. And he says, I will drive those out. But then he says this, verse 11, look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. He says, yeah, there's a lot of enemies. And he names them all. There's this enemy. There's that enemy. There's this. But then he says, look, look, the Lord is going to lead you through. Don't look here. Don't look at the enemy. Look at me, says the Lord. Look at me. The Lord will lead us across. I'm almost finished. Verse 12. Um, I'll just paraphrase this part. He says, choose 12 men and set up 12 stones. The word 12, or the number 12, excuse me, stands for um, the government of God, the authority of God. And then he goes on in verse 14, it says, So the people let their, left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season. Did you catch that? It was the harvest season. We're in a harvest season. And the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water, at the river's edge, the water above the point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below the point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. It's saying that there was so much water 
there was, there was so much water. So this is an even bigger miracle. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. If you read this in the message, it says that not one, there was not one wet foot. Not one wet foot. And I felt like the Lord say that we are in a season where there's something new that's beginning and we are crossing over. And just like I, just like I talked about in, in the storm, the, the Lord said it is, you can walk through a storm and not be touched. It'd be the same thing as you can walk through this and have not one wet foot. Keep looking at me. Keep looking at me that you will cross over, you will cross over, and you will see the hand of the Lord, and you will see what God is doing, and you will stand in amazement of who he is, and what he's done, and not be touched. And not be touched by the storms, by the things going on, not one wet foot. Amen. 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 So that being said, 34 years of many buildings, <laughs> I remember being a little girl and sleeping in the church while there were renos going on and I remember many battles. I remember many, many times of elder meetings and, and things that looked really grim and times where we didn't know how or what or how God was going to get us through those moments. I remember it. I know a lot of you do too. And it's been that way all along. Yet here we are, and God has been so faithful. He has been so faithful. And so we celebrate 34 years, but in the middle of that, we, we stand here celebrating the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God, but also looking ahead and declaring into the future, declaring into the days ahead, He is faithful and we can walk through this and not be burned I w I've been reading in Daniel lately and in just the amazement of the story where Shadrach Meshach and Abednego are being are being thrown into a fire but just before that the the um, the king says to them like we'll see if your God can actually do this He's not going to save you. And one of them actually, I kind of pictured him like slyly smiling like, oh, oh no, our God is able to do anything. Our God is able to save us. And even if he doesn't, we'll still worship him. And he says, throw them into the fire. And so they're thrown into the fire and suddenly though they see, 
another person walking around in the fire with them. And they come out of the fire and they don't even smell like smoke. It is possible to walk through a storm and not be touched. It is possible to walk through water and come out with not one wet foot. Amen? Why? Because God is able. So let's stand right now. And we're just going to declare into the days ahead, God, we know that you are doing something new in us. We know, Father God, that you are repositioning and you are moving things and it's for your glory. And God, in this moment, we surrender to it and we give you our yes. God, yes, we will walk. Yes, we will follow you. Yes, we will look to your presence, God. We will, we will consult you in everything that we do. And Father... We know that in this moment, you are telling us to make ourselves ready. And so, Father, whatever it is in us, Holy Spirit, right now, would you stir it in us to say, this is what I'm asking for you to get ready. And Father, I thank you for the grace to be able to walk those things out. And God, that you are beginning and that you are starting something new. And Father, sometimes we begin to look at new things and we get scared of what it is. But I just declare right now, the spirit of fear come off of that in the name of Jesus. And I declare a peace that passes all understanding to settle in. Listen, I heard this one day. I heard somebody say this. They said, peace that passes all understanding means that you have to surrender your right to want to understand. You have to surrender your right or your need to understand what's going on. So I declare peace over them that passes all understanding, that we surrender our right to want to understand, but know that you are God and you are on your throne and that you are good. And we declare over the days ahead, we declare in the name of Jesus that you are able, that you are faithful, that you are good, and that you will, you will do what you said you will do. And that we can trust in you. And so we declare that right now in Jesus' name. And God, we give you thanks for what you've already done in 34 years or in the length of even our life of 50, 60, 70 years. Father, you have been so faithful. And we know that you will continue to be. And so, God, we honor you in this moment, and we give you thanks. God, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, for it's been you that has led us through. And you will continue to. So, Father, we surrender to you. We say, do a new thing. 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 Begin a new thing, God. Do a new thing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do a new thing. And I just thank you, Father. 
thank you, Father, for a new song, for a new day, to arise in the hearts of your people, God. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! God is good. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.